Hey guys, two of my all-time favorite people have started a podcast. We've got a great episode for you today. Join us on eavesdropping with Melanie and Shara. Get connected to your heart, get connected to your body, and get connected to yourself. They may not have all the answers, but they do have all the questions. All right. Well, it's been two weeks since we've seen each other. Yes, feels weird. <laughs> not in a bad way, just no. in a like, we were in such a rhythm. Yes, every week, yeah. meeting, yeah, and then two weeks off. Yeah. Yeah. So, yay. <laughs> Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. It's like, mm-hmm. Okay, let's get back in our Also, rhythm. listeners, you should know that I am covered by a weighted blanket right now. <laughs> if you don't have a weighted blanket, you need to go get one. Oh, they're awesome. I I use that weighted blanket. So, after my dad died and I came home and had to get back in the rhythm of work and all mm-hmm. that stuff, I'd have really hard days. And in between my calls with people... I would grab, I'd have 20 minutes, I'd grab my weighted blanket, I'd go lay on my bed. In between? Yeah. I mean, I already do my sessions in my bed. (laughs) I might just, like, add the blanket. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Now everyone knows. (laughs) I just, I don't know, like, there's something, there's something, I have a very unique relationship with my bed. Uh Uh-huh. And some of my best things happen there, so. Oh, nice. Yeah, thoughts, conversations. And then when you get married, lots of best things are going to happen Girl, in there. don't you know it. <laughs> <laughs> that is not the subject of today's topic. <laughs> Whatever, I can't think of words now. Okay. Moving right along. Yes, moving along. So, today I wanted to talk about, like... Being powerless to God, being like a victim to him. And um, I know it's a weird thing. Oh, I'm super passionate about this. Yeah, I, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> I get super fired up. Okay. Um, and it's been on my mind to cover this for a while. And I think... I mean, I've I've been somebody who's done these things, mm-hmm. you know. Well, haven't we all? Mm-hmm. And and what I mean by being powerless to God or victim to Him is that, um, you know, He says something and we don't get a say or we don't get a choice, mm-hmm. right? Um, we come at it from a place of um, I have to do what God says. So we also wait on him, but the waiting is a passive waiting. Right. Well, there's no like ownership or right. responsibility. None at all. Yeah. And it's and then, you know, it's a great place to be because then you can blame God. Oh, 100%. When things don't go right. Totally. And you set yourself up for failure. And this is where this is why most people are so immature as well because mm-hmm. And when you begin to, because the word even talks about reasoning with the Lord. Mm-hmm. When you begin to reason with him, rather than just do what he tells you, this is when we start entering into friendship with him. Yeah. And But that's how we grow because we begin to make mistakes and we see how he made us. Like it, our mistakes expose how he made us. Mm-hmm. And so I think when we continue to be victim to what he's saying, it keeps us in an immature state, right? When you think yeah. about... 
babies. You're more of a slave. Well, you think about a baby, right? All they do is poop, eat, and sleep, mm-hmm. right? And they're completely and entirely dependent. Yeah. And so that's kind of how I see when people are just, oh, well, God said, or I'm waiting for God to tell me, or I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, right, but you're also a person. You're not a robot. Right. You're a person, and God made you with passions and desires. Like Intuition. Put, yeah, he put it all in you for a reason, mm-hmm. not so you could be like, I don't know, wait on God. Right. Like, I just don't, I can't. Did you ever do that? Oh, 100%. Yeah. For a lot of my life. Yeah. And then when I started waking up and realizing, like, oh, no, part of what God wants you to do, he already put it in me. Yeah. It was like, oh, Jesus. Right. And and the moment I realized that, I started maturing in so many ways. Yeah. Like, I have so much ownership now over my life, and yeah. I've taken so much responsibility. Um, it's been hard. Mm-hmm. As many four-letter words as you can say. Yeah. Like, it's, it's hard. Yeah. It is not easy taking ownership and responsibility for your life and for the things that God says to do, right? Yeah. So I don't even let God take responsibility for it. Not that he doesn't get the glory, but it's like, oh, if you're going to tell me to do this, I'm going to decide. If I'm going to do this, I'm deciding to do it. Yeah. Not Absolutely. because you told me. Right. I'm choosing into what you've asked. Yeah. You know, that's how I actually came into a relationship with him that was intentional. Mm-hmm. It really is. Like, yeah. it wasn't something that... Um, I grew up in or, you know, I was riding on the coattails of someone else's right. relationship with him. Um, I remember when I went to church and um, they did an altar call. I was feeling God's presence on me. I literally felt like I had that, like, shoulder, mm-hmm. like, yeah. devil angel mm-hmm. on my shoulders experience. Because mm-hmm. I had, one side was like, don't answer this prayer. Like, don't answer this call. Yeah. Like, remember all the hypocritical Christians out there who are partying with you on Friday and Saturday, and then they go to church on Sunday. This has no power to it at all. Right. And then the other side of me was like, what if this is everything you've been looking for? Hmm. What if this is exactly what you're needing? Mm -hmm. And so I I remember saying, well, if we do this, we do it 100% or we don't do it at all. Yeah. Because if it's going to work, it's going to work because we tried. And we did something and we didn't wait for something to happen for us, but we partnered and we, we participated. So if I do this, I do this a hundred percent. Right. And, um, and I said, I said yes that day and I had actually radical freedom from that moment forward. It was tormented as all get out. All of that torment left me. Yeah. It was incredible. But anyway, back to you. It's just, I'm just like enjoying this moment of realization, right? Yeah. Where I chose into yeah. what God was offering. It wasn't something like passive. Right. I had an, uh, an ownership and a part to it. Yeah. But um, the victim to God stuff, it's interesting because it is like a child or um, deciding that it's honestly fear. It's fear that tell because you're afraid to make a wrong choice, or you're afraid to miss miss it, right? Or, which actually comes from like you want to earn love. Yeah. So if I can be perfect mm-hmm. and show up in the exact way that God wants me to, which I'm like, you're, 
again, coming back to you're not a robot. Mm-hmm. You're a person. You're a person. Yeah. You have a choice. The Lord made us that way on purpose. He did. So you, you actually get to choose. And, and choosing into this isn't isn't about I choose against him or for him. I don't think right. that. Right. I think when we choose into him, we get to choose, well, how do I want this to look? Mm-hmm. How am I going to apply this? What does this actually mean? It's not just saying yes to whatever he's saying. Right. It's like evaluating it. Right. Reasoning with the Lord. Yeah. And I think it's too like realizing like he's way more. There's so much that he's put in us that we can trust and rely on. Mm-hmm. Like our intuition mm-hmm. and even our heart, right? Like Christians love to quote, because I love working with people to start trusting their heart mm-hmm. and what is their heart saying. Mm-hmm. And I always get the, the heart's wicked. You can't trust it. And there's, there's preachers out there that preach whole messages on that, why that's humanistic and wrong. But the Bible also talks about how David communed in his heart and Solomon communed in his heart right. with the Lord. In the heart, not the spirit, right? The heart, yeah. And so the heart, you know, for me, I love the heart because it. I heard somebody share this. Um, they said, you know, the heart's been with you from the very beginning because it actually was there before the brain, mm-hmm. and um, the fact that it was there, pumping and existing, and keeping you alive we have to acknowledge that it had some form of intelligence because when the brain showed up on the scene in the, right. in the formation of you, all the brain did was regulate that heartbeat. Right. It didn't make that heart alive. It didn't make right. that heart do anything. The heart already knew what to do. Right. And so um, I believe there's answers in our heart that our brain can't connect to, can't find. This is why. <laughs> yeah, girl. <laughs> this is why, you know, we can sit and, and not have answers because we're trying too hard in our brain yeah. to figure that out. Yeah. But when we connect to the heart and we give it space, it's like, wow, it has a lot to say. Mm-hmm. But um, that wicked, that scripture where they always mm-hmm. quote, mm-hmm. that scripture, you have to take, like context always matters with the Bible. Mm-hmm. You have to take those things in context and um, they were talking not to mankind. Mm-hmm. They were talking to a specific man. Right. And the only way that that scripture actually applies to you is if you also have the same conditions <laughs> and specifications of that man. Right. That the Bible was talking about. Right. And, you know, we don't go apply all scripture to us. Like right. Mary was impregnated with the Christ child. Right. I don't decide that that applies to me. Right. Like I know that's a little extreme. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah. this is the same kind of context. Yeah. It matters. Context matters. And when you, um, you have to interpret the Bible with the Bible. Mm-hmm. And there's so much that God talks about the heart, that out of the heart flow the issues of life. Mm-hmm. How can it be wicked then? Right. How can it be wicked? Mm-hmm. And so God's given us a heart. I, I think my perspective is just like, yeah, because God makes evil things. <laughs> like... <laughs> I just, because, I mean, okay, for those who don't know, I have two degrees in theology. I've been to five Bible schools, two of which are supernatural, uh-huh. right? So in all my context, and all my theology, and all my learning and education, I'm like, come on, y'all. God does not create evil things. 
Yeah. So, like, get on board or go home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what do you say to, like, the man who molests his kid and, like, the murderer who is a serial murderer? Because those are the things that people bring up. I mean, what about them? Did God create them? Yeah, he created that person. Yeah. He, he totally created that person. Is that person believing some lies over their life? Yeah. Do they have a lot of pain and fear and hurt? Uh, no. F- try not to cuss as much. Appreciate it. <laughs> but it's hard. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, no shit. Like, think about think about the things that you do when you're scared or you're in pain. And then think about do the, think about the things that you do when you feel loved mm-hmm. and seen and known. I tell you right now, these people that are committing all of these heinous crimes, right? And I'm I'm actually I do some work where I'm really aware of what heinous crimes are. Mm-hmm. If those people were known and seen and loved and cared for, they wouldn't do those things. Mm-hmm. Nobody would do those things. Yeah. Right? So I'm like, this doesn't have to do with what God did or did not create. Right. It has to do with how we are, how we, our society is being taught to deal with fear and pain. Yeah. And we shame it. Yeah. And we ostracize people who want to face it and become vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a really long ways from victim to God, but... It is. I, I mean, we, we've we gotten on a whole nother trail. <laughs> and I'm actually fine with that. Okay. And we can keep talking about the hard stuff, because I love it. But that, I mean, that's just my view, like... Because I, I think I struggled for a while, too, right? Um, Everyone has pain in their life. I think I've experienced some things that just... Most people, the age I experience them, it just doesn't happen, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, when you you have to wrestle with those things at 25, at, you know, at a really young age where you're facing some, like, really hard questions. Yeah. And you don't have answers. And then you just kind of wake up and realize one day that, like, because of our own fear and pain about what all of that could mean. Right. We start projecting these ideas about who God could be. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I just, I think if we could stop for a minute um, and take an evaluation that we've actually been taught to earn love. The church has been taught to earn love. Yeah, it has. And because of that, we project a view of God onto him that is not real. Yeah. Yeah. Colossians says you have enmity with God in your minds. Yeah. It's all in the mind. That's that's where the separation's at. Yeah. And I think it's because people are, I mean, people are triggered. And the love is, <laughs> love is really triggering because yeah. you have to face yourself. Yeah. And, and in that moment, you have to be willing to choose yourself mm-hmm. as ugly or broken or as however you view yourself, right? You have to be willing to, to sit there and be like, okay, this is it. I'm I'm stuck with me for the rest of my life. I can either choose love and acceptance and compassion, or I can choose hate and performance and earning. Mm-hmm. Makes me think of, you know, when you say love is, love is um, triggering, right? <sighs> when you say that, um, I, you know, I was thinking back to the beginning days of me with Ken. Mm. 
And in case people don't know, I've been with Ken for 29 years. It's a long time. It's a long time. It's a long time. I'm 47. <laughs> That's a long time. It's a long time. And, um, but going back to the early days, um, he did trigger me when I allowed myself to be vulnerable to love. But when I put myself into the more, um, I don't, I, I can't even describe it. It's like the more idealism of love, mm-hmm. the idea of right. love. Yeah. When I, when I went more into that space of like the concept of love and all the things you're taught through film and media mm-hmm. and friends and mm-hmm. right culture um when i did my relationship with him through that lens i wasn't as triggered well yeah because we have a context right right oh i know how to function in the context of pain and fear and shame everyone does that mhm i see i see people all the time they're doing that that's really easy because that's what we know yeah i'm just wanted to share that because you know I'm imagining people listening mm. and going love doesn't trigger me yeah okay right yeah because I'm thinking if 20 something old yeah. Melanie was listening to this right she'd be like love's not triggering mm-hmm. That's, that doesn't make sense because if you caught me when I was living from that idea space right. that makes sense that yeah. ideal right view of love for some it's fan, fan fantasy Oh, right. totally. Fantastical, right? To- I mean, that was totally me. Right. Yeah. And um, it's, yeah, it's the idealism. And, and But even when I think back to the fantasy that I lived in about what love was, right? If you realize about the fantasy of love, which I, I think I turned more to film for that, mm-hmm. right? Um, in the cartoons, nobody really has problems. Right. Right? Yeah. But then even when you when you graduate to like live action, <laughs> right? Or even grown up rom coms or whatever, uh-huh. if you think about the problems that they deal with, sometimes I'm like, Y'all, this isn't even a fucking problem. Right. Like this is not real. Right. Right. And so I'm like, oh, no, love is like exposing the scariest, darkest places of you and someone still chooses you. Yeah. Yeah, and that's exactly. And let me let's just get real here. Just because you start doing that and you find people who do that, that's not something that stops being scary. No. That happens for the rest of your life. It does. It does. <laughs> I want to be very clear. When you sign up for this, it's not like, oh, one and done. Thanks. Whoop. No. Good to go. No. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, Mel, there are multiple conversations I've had with you where I'm like, oh, friendship's over like I don't know I don't know what's gonna happen I'm gonna expose this dark and scary place of my heart and she's gonna leave she's gonna leave me oh Oh my gosh no all my friends all my friends I feel that way I've had conversations with over and over and over again wow Mm -hmm. I had no idea so I will enter into conversations going this could be it wow this 100% could be it why what's that from because I've actually never felt that I don't know. It's something I've had my my whole life, because I'm so used to earning, mm. right? 
Like, oh, if I behave, if I don't show you my mess, if I don't have needs, if I show up the way exactly you want me to, mm-hmm. we'll be fine. Yeah. And and in learning how to show up as myself mm-hmm. with needs and wants and desires and a calling on my own life that's that can be bigger than other people's. Yeah. Yeah. But also smaller than other people's. Right. 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 When you when you begin to navigate from that place where I I actually have to, I'm getting to a place in my life where I'm like, oh, no, no, I actually need people to choose into me. Mm-hmm. And if, if they're passive at all, I can't do this. Like, I need people to choose into me. Yeah. And it's, it's, but that's still scary. I still walk into conversations where I'm like, I may, this may be goodbye. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's, it's not, it's scary in the sense that I'm sad and I'm grieved, yes. Yeah. But I'm not feeling like, oh, I've, I'll never find someone like that again. Right? Like, I'll never find a Melanie again. Right. But that doesn't mean I won't find a person who doesn't... Like, I'll still find other people that choose me. Yeah. Right? And so, it's it's just a completely different way to live. Mm-hmm. It is. And, but again, we're back to the idea that, like, oh, I'm not victim to... You're my only friend. Yes. Right. And being a victim leads you to make choices... That aren't going to serve you or the relationship. No. They're made out of desperation. They're yeah. not made out of love. No. No. Mm-mm. No. And. Because then, because then I can't even really, if I don't let you choose me, then I can't choose you. Mm-hmm. And we're just stuck in this weird cycle of like, I'm just going to pretend and show up the way I think you want me to and then I hope it works out. Right. When in all honesty, first and foremost, I need you to choose you. Yeah. And then I get to choose you. You also get to choose me. Yeah. I need to choose myself. Yeah. First and foremost. And. Before you choose me. It's harder for me to choose you when you don't choose you. Exactly. Which is a weird thing to learn. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I can tell, I can, when I'm choosing into people, I can now tell, oh, you're not choosing yourself. So I can't actually choose you here because you won't let me. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. It's a weird right. paradox. Right. Right. Which is so interesting, mm-hmm. which I, makes me want to share that story about my client mm. where she had messaged me and she shared some things she was going through mm-hmm. and she said, I'm just reaching out because I just wanted you to know. Right. And I think she wanted me to pray for sure. her. And I was like, oh, I got to, f- I saw that message. I was like, I actually have 20 minutes. I'm going to call her up and pray for her. Yeah. Like over the phone. Yeah. You have like capacity to give. I had capacity out of, to give. It was like out of the overflow. Out of my right. overflow. Right? right. And so I call her through Facebook Messenger mm-hmm. and we start to chat. And then my husband calls in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. And I go, hey, my husband's calling. Let me call you right back. And she said, okay. So I get on the phone with my husband, probably eight minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Within that eight minutes, she messaged me and says, thanks so much for calling. Just the fact that you tried to call me is enough. This is amazing. I feel, I feel so loved. Um, I went ahead and booked another session. Mm-hmm. You'll see me on your books, mm-hmm. and I'll talk to you about everything on the session. Mm-hmm. And my thought was, oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. She couldn't receive yeah. my free offering. Yeah. Like she had to pay for it. She had to earn it somehow, yeah. right? Like, right? Like give her the right to have it yeah. it was too uncomfortable for her that as as the consultant in her life that's been helping her right that I would choose her outside mm-hmm. of that context right right and so her and I chatted about that over our session and um it's just 
beautiful moments like that, you know, that we can, um, see like how we're blocking other people from being there for us. I've done it a thousand times. That's why it was easy for me to notice it. Right. Like I'm not worthy of this person's attention. I'm not worthy of this person taking the time, you know? And so, um, yeah, way far from our beginning of victim talk. Yeah, but but, it, but I I love our like, rabbit trail. All of this is context, right? Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, you can't truly live a powerful life with Jesus mm-hmm. if you are not taking ownership. Yeah. And realizing how you have to show up for yourself mm-hmm. in order for all of this to really work. Yeah. Like you know, oh. I'm I'm lonely. Okay, well go make friends. Well, I'm I'm praying to Jesus for the right one. Girl, let me tell you the things I've said. Praying to Jesus for the right friends. I'm waiting on God for a husband. Mm-hmm. I um I'm waiting for him to tell me to go. I'm waiting for him to tell me to stay. Mm-hmm. I I'm like, "Oh my gosh, yeah. my life was a disaster." Yeah. And you weren't making any moves anymore. I wasn't making any moves. I wasn't happy. No. Um not that my friends weren't good, but it was like I I wasn't owning my part in my relationship with them mm-hmm. and so I couldn't show up for them the way that I wanted to yeah and then I wondered why like yeah it was just so weird and I look back and I'm like oh yeah that is the worst way to live and then I I encounter people too like clients and non-clients like oh I'm oh my gosh I can't tell you how many times with it even the past two weeks Oh yeah, like I'm just really praying to God about that right now. And I get that. There are things you got to yeah. pray about. Like yeah. I get that. Yeah. But move. Yeah. Move your butt. Yeah. And I once I started moving my butt, I was like now I see everything as a green light. Yes. Everything is a green light until he stops me. Yep. And you know what? He hasn't stopped me. Yeah. That's that was my coming out of that kind of waiting on God to tell me what to do. Um, I actually felt like God said, Melanie, everything's a green light unless I stop you. Uh-huh. If I am, he literally said this, he said, I am yes to you. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, so I, there's way more. And, and the Bible says mm-hmm. the promises of God are yes and amen. Mm-hmm. And so how do I know, like, how can I figure out if something is for me mm-hmm. by if I just sit in my right. world and wait mm-hmm. passively, right? Mm-hmm. When I've heard somebody share about waiting, that they said waiting on the Lord isn't like a sitting and you're waiting in your right. chair. Right. It's actually a serving as like as you go. It's right. a waiting as you go. Right. It's a trying things out. It's a it's a waiting that is actually active. Super active. It's super active, and so. Um, I started shifting my life to that mm-hmm. and I started being like, okay, if everything's a yes until you stop me, mm-hmm. yeah, then, and, and let's throw a little bit of theological context in there mm-hmm. just for shits and giggles. <laughs> um, the word talks about he that is in us is greater that is in the world. Right. Uh-huh. And I think we have this idea that God is somewhere outside of us, which I think right. he is, but I also think we've lost the idea that he's also within us. Yeah. And so it forces us to find him in us mm-hmm. because we exist in him. Yeah. And I think we have forgotten that we exist in him. 
and we act like that we're separate from him unless we're obedient. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 we are always with him. Can you hear my, my uh, house activity? Everybody's really loud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yes. I, yes and amen. Oh, no. All these little noises. That's okay. Everybody knows where we at. <laughs> Girl. We got our, our sweet little good 20 listeners. We got them every week. We love you guys. I know. We're in the very beginning. So you guys are going to be like, hey, I remember when. Remember when were they making those recordings, making all those weird noises in the background? All those cars driving by on the street. <laughs> yes, the street. My street has those cars. People drive by and honk. I don't know mm-hmm. why. I, I know. Just like, I, yes, like eventually, eventually I'll have a place where I'll have an office and mm-hmm. it will be quiet. And we yeah. can record there. That'd be great. That'd be great. Although I love my office, um, my new little office in my house. Mm-hmm. So cute. Yeah, I like it. Okay, so back on track. Um, I, I just want everyone to feel the freedom. I just remember being so burdened underneath the fear of yeah. doing it wrong. Yeah. And the fear of choosing something that would cause rejection. Right. Or choosing something that would make me an outcast. Right. Or choosing something that would make me, dear God, wait for it, misunderstood. <laughs> that was my big one. Like, being misunderstood sure. was such a huge trigger. Yeah, And so, um, coming out from underneath that and taking risks and following how God made me. Like, right. he's, he's placed good gifts inside of me that yes. I need to trust yeah. and I need to pursue and... In doing that, I've found a life that I love. Yeah. A life I love, a relationship that I love with mm-hmm. my husband, mm-hmm. friendships that I love. Mm-hmm. I've chosen into really healthy right. relationships with people. Right. I've gotten to choose out of really terrible relationships with people mm-hmm. because I'm not powerless. Right. Because God told me, right? Right. Uh, I'm not, I get to choose. Yeah. And exercising my right is to choose yeah. brings glory to God. It does. Even yeah. in the mess. Even in the mess. Because mm-hmm. I didn't do all that stuff right. I mean, he did die for reconciliation, right? So, <laughs> kind of paid for it. So, yeah. So, um, and I was thinking of like, in starting this podcast, I was thinking of ways that we choose into being a victim, like waiting on him. Yeah. Also, like when it comes to choosing a spouse. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Don't even get me started. <laughs> That's a whole nother podcast, girl. <laughs> Maybe we should let me It's a whole nother podcast. Whole nother podcast. Cause where are we at? We're at like twenty five minutes or something. <laughs> um Yeah. I think that, yeah, it is a whole, whole nother, it's a whole nother podcast. Let's mm-hmm. do that. Let's do that. Um, okay. Well, it's a hard stop, right? <laughs> okay. So here's what I would like to say. I'm pretty sure that for some of you, this is going to be really new information. And for some of you, you've already started on this process. What I would encourage you to do is to not overanalyze yourself too much Mm -hmm. and just trust and let the Lord lead you in this process. 
Because you don't have to fix yourself. You're not broken. Um, You're not going to miss something because you are victim to God. And you're not going to miss something because you're not victim to God. Like, Mm -hmm. there's just so much freedom to explore here. So, yeah. And I think typically people that struggle with this Mm -hmm. have extreme conscientiousness. Yeah. Right? So, you're not going to let yourself go and do terrible things. Right. Because God, right. Right. Like you're looking for God to direct everything you do or direct those big decisions. Um, it's, it's about like trusting, Mm -hmm. trusting what God has set up inside of you. Mm -hmm. He's there. He's leading. He's guiding you. Mm -hmm. What, what if everything is a yes until it's a no? Yeah. Like what if you start living that way? It's so much more fun. It's so fun. Okay. All right. We love you guys. You got this. Yes. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We'd love to connect with you. Follow Shira on Instagram at the grand story. It's a little weird spelled out. So here it is at T H E G R A N D E S T O R E Y. And you can find Melanie at melaniehuggard.com. We can't wait to hear from you.